Welcome to the Under Grace Podcast. This podcast covers everything of how Jesus Christ, Yeshua, God, or Jehovah relates to us. God represents all things holy, pure, righteous, just, praiseworthy. The list goes on and on. Every human is a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. However, the story doesn't end there. Romans 6.14 says, For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Grace is undeserved, God-given help, offered to everybody for our renewal or purification or forgiveness. Still with me here? Great. Get ready to sit back and enjoy God's grace. Approaching God with the Impossible, episode 19 of the Under Grace podcast. Are you being faced with insurmountable odds? Are you going through a drought or a physical infirmity in your life, waiting for that moment when you'll finally break through and claim victory? Maybe these two stories will bring some comfort to you. The first one is about an Old Testament prophet named Elijah. The second is about a godless Syrian general named Naaman. Both men were very much alike, but in other ways, they were also very different. 1 Kings 18, Elijah's Drought. Here we find Elijah receiving a message from God after it hadn't rained in the land for three years. God told him to talk to King Ahab that he would send rain on the land. Now, you must know that Ahab's wife, Jezebel, had been killing prophets. There were actually 100 prophets living, hiding in caves, but here was Elijah hearing from God to confront Ahab. This was his first bold move. The second bold move would be to prophesy that it was going to rain. So Elijah spoke to Ahab and told him to meet him on top of Mount Carmel and bring 850 prophets of their gods, Baal and Asherah. When they arrived, Elijah challenged them. He told them to stop going back and forth between the true God and the false Baal gods. This was a showdown. You've probably heard the story. Elijah challenged them to place a bunch of sacrificed bulls on the altar and pray to their gods to send fire to consume them. They did this, but nothing happened, of course. Then it was God's turn. Elijah even had them pour water on their sacrifices so he could prove that his God was the one true God. After he prayed to God to bring fire from heaven and consume the bulls, the Lord sent fire down and it devoured everything, even the stones and the wood on the altar. Then the prophets of Baal and Asherah were put to death. After this showdown, Elijah told King Ahab that there was going to be a heavy rain. Then to his servant, he told him to look out to the sea for any clouds. Elijah's servant came back with negative news that there were no such clouds. Elijah told him to do it again, and six more times he didn't see a thing. On the seventh time, by the way, seven is the number of perfection, the servant came back with a report that there was one cloud the size of a man's hand. Then Elijah told his servant to go tell Ahab to go down to Jezreel, a valley in Israel, before the rain stopped him. As he did this, black clouds filled the sky and it began to rain very heavily. What this story tells me is that even though a situation seems bleak, it hadn't rained in Israel for three years, or in your particular situation, maybe a miracle didn't happen, or fill in the blanks. 
God is going to bring about a miracle if you are faithful and trust completely in him. The strongest example of faith I've seen in the New Testament is in Matthew 19, 18 through 22, Mark 5, 21 through 34, and Luke 8, 41 through 48. All of these passages follow the same story about a woman who had a bleeding condition for 12 years. By faith, she thought that if she could just touch Jesus' garment, she would be healed. And guess what? She was. Sometimes we hope and we hope, but return with no answer. However, there will come that time when we see that small glimpse of a possibility, that tiny cloud or God's promise. Even that small piece of hope is enough for us to know that God is going to pour out his blessings on us, and he sure will. It should also be noted that even after Elijah was part of bringing about God's ultimate power and proved the false prophets wrong and prophesied that it was going to rain, he was only a human. After all this happened, he still had to run for his life in 1 Kings 19 verse 3. At this point, he had had enough and wished that he were dead. However, the Lord still provided for him. God still got the victory and glory in the end. I believe that in your desperate situation, even after God brings about all the blessings he's been promising, it won't be over just yet. You'll still have to go on living your life and will be faced with the problems and difficulties that come your way. Just because God's blessing you and answers your prayers, it doesn't mean that the rest of your life will be without difficulty. However, I believe that during the time of waiting, God prepares his servants to be patient. We are being challenged and tested in every way. If we stay strong till the end, we will be ready for whatever else we have to face. But after we have been tested and if we stand that test, we will be stronger and more equipped to handle more difficulties. Remember, we can only do this with God's help and never alone. Now let's talk about the amazing story about a man named Naaman. There was a guy named Naaman who was the commander of the Syrian army under the king of Aram. This guy was pretty intimidating, highly respected, and brave, but he had leprosy. When his wife's slave, who was an Israelite, told him about Elisha and that he could cure Naaman of his ailment, Naaman sent word to Elisha. Elisha sent the message back, telling Naaman to dip himself in the Jordan River seven times, then he would be cured. However, Naaman scoffed at Elisha's request. Why wouldn't Elisha just come up to him, touch his leprosy, and then he would be healed? It was that easy, right? From Naaman's perspective, it was the best, most understandable way. Plus, the Jordan River was pretty dirty. Why wouldn't Elisha just ask him to wash himself in other rivers in Damascus, like the Abana and Farpar? Just as Naaman was going to abandon Elisha's request, his servant convinced him otherwise. So, he cleansed himself seven times in the Jordan River, as Elisha had told him. And guess what? He was healed of his leprosy. Even though Elisha's way was a bit unconventional and seemed disgusting, it still healed Naaman. He had to trust in Elisha, which was ultimately God's request, and as a result, he was completely healed. Naaman then surrendered his life to God because he was healed. This story might parallel with any specific situation you are faced with. What you want is for God to jump into the midst of your circumstance, wave a magic wand, and do things the way that you want him to do. In this way, we're just limiting him, putting him in a box. The easy way would be for there to be no heartache, 
no trials, no grief, no sorrow. But as some of you know, that's not usually the way things happen. Could God work in that way? Of course, but he usually doesn't. God usually directs his faithful in an alternative direction that we would never have thought of ourselves. He's telling you to dip into the dirty waters of the Jordan in order to see the fulfillment of his promise. Even though that would be the last place that you would want to go, you will have to go in that direction if you want to see God's blessings in your life. And now, a word from our sponsor. We all depend on our cell phones, laptops, tablets, computers, and other devices. They are the lifeblood of a business. They store priceless information. They help us with school assignments. They keep us in touch with friends and loved ones. They keep us on time to appointments or remind us of important dates. One of the most frustrating and sometimes devastating things is when one of your devices doesn't function as well anymore or even completely stops working. This is where Integrity Device Repair comes to the rescue. Integrity Device Repair is a concierge device repair company that can set up and fix your smartphone, tablet, Mac or PC, smartwatch, gaming console or music player, and help you master it. They can help in selected stores or over the phone. They're down to earth and professional technicians will physically meet you anywhere in the state of Colorado, whether it be where you work or live. Pick a location and they'll be there, rain, snow or shine. Are you outside of Colorado? No problem. Simply mail your device in and Integrity Device Repair will take care of it. Cracked screens, water damage, speaker issues, no signal, device rebuilds or battery issues. No job is too difficult for Integrity Device Repair. Do you need a new case for your cell phone, a flash drive, a Bluetooth headset, the latest laptop or cellular device? Integrity Device Repair offers competitive prices for all these as well. Contact Integrity Device Repair at idrtech.us. That's idrtech.us. They have the highest ratings on Google and many satisfied customer testimonials. As a promotional opportunity, exclusively for listeners of this podcast, enter the word UNDRGRCE in all caps into the message section under customer support and receive a 10% discount on your purchase. Try Integrity Device Repair and they will live up to their honest reputation with their fair pricing and flexible schedule. Integrity Device Repair. They can fix it almost as fast as you can break it. Now let me talk about trials or impossible situations. How did they get started? When trials are breathing down your neck, when circumstances in life seem inescapable, we must know where it originated so we can respond to it. There are at least four possibilities or combinations of the four origins. Number one, natural causes. Our world is fallen and sometimes bad things happen to good people. Many times troubles arise just because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You didn't do anything, you just happened to be driving through that intersection at the same time someone wasn't paying attention and ran that red light. Sometimes accidents just happen because they happen. Number two, personal sin. Other trials originate as a result of our own sinful behavior and actions, or they are set up from God to veer our paths and turn us from our sin. If this is the case, the solution is to repent. Romans 8, 5-7 in the ESV version says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. The third origin of sin is spiritual attack. 
The devil is against God's faithful people and will try anything to bring about hardships, discomfort, destruction, and obstacles to us. Sometimes our enemy becomes angry at us and hits us with all he has. During these times, occasionally, God permits Satan to attack us as he did with Job. This is where God wants to teach us spiritual warfare. During these trials, we need to arise in faith, know how to defeat the enemy, and be a part of establishing God's will. When the devil is attacking, it's not a time to say, I'm not going to do anything right now because I'm waiting on God. No, don't say this. God has equipped us to call on his name in times of spiritual warfare and with his help, take the offensive against Satan's attacks. Remember, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. They have a divine power to demolish spiritual strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. Also, during times of spiritual attack, it can mean that God is almost at the point of a spiritual breakthrough in our lives. If we could just hang in there and wait on God, we will finally be able to experience his promises. The fourth and last origin of our trials is that they are purposed by God. Other times, God allows suffering and burdens to afflict us in order to perfect and develop us so we can become more Christ-like and grow in maturity. It is during this fourth origin that we must learn to wait on the Lord in quietness and confidence. Faith is the tool we need to carry us through these trials. The following are two quotes from great Christian authors that I want to close this post with. The first quote is from Canadian author and preacher A.B. Simpson. In Joshua 1 verse 2, New King James Version, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Simpson quotes in one of his books, God is speaking about something immediate in this verse. It is not something he is going to do, but something he does do at this very moment. As faith continues to speak, God continues to give. He meets you today in the present and tests your faith. As long as you are waiting, hoping, or looking, you are not believing. You may have hope or an earnest desire, but that is not faith. For faith is believing sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11.1 1. The command regarding believing prayer is, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Mark 11.24 We are to believe that we have received this present moment. Have we come to the point where we have met God in his everlasting now? The second quote is from Bob Sorge, a modern pastor. He says, the person of faith will not act hastily or out of desperation when the crisis is on. Faith means no frantic decisions in the face of crisis. The man of faith is willing to wait patiently for God's direction, provision, and salvation. The man of faith is unhurried and unflustered, calmed by a confidence in the unstoppable nature of the kingdom. He cannot be flustered into impetuous snap decisions. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Under Grace Podcast. If you have any questions, ideas for future episodes, or would like to drop me a line, please email me at theundergracepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at undergracepodcast and Twitter at ugpodcast316. Now go forth 
and live your lives under God's never-ending grace.